Hey guys, welcome back to Inner Monologue with me, Olivia Neal. Today we are going to be discussing health anxiety. I'm going to be telling you about uh, my recent diagnosis. I'm going to be telling you about my upcoming trip to LA. And I'm going to be telling you about the surgery that I've booked myself in for. Okay, as for updates, I feel like we've actually... Well, okay, it's not a good thing, but it used to be I would come in every week and be like, so update, my ex did this, and I spent the night crying, and then he got with someone. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it used to be very much that, and it was boy drama, and that's just something that we needed to go through together, because I was going through it, and I needed to project it onto someone else, so that was just telling you everything about it. Um, But no, every week I come back, and I'm like, health update, because it's like, I've got bigger fish to fry these days. Anyway, if you didn't know, got diagnosed with a rare skin cancer. It's like, it is one in a million. I am one in a million. I'm trying to make light of the whole situation because at the end of the day, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. Anyway, um, completely going to be fine. Just need it removed. Um, if you listened to last week's podcast, basically the update was I got diagnosed with it and then I was just waiting to go in and get it cut out because once you get it cut out, you're sweet, you're good to go. On very rare occasions, it can spread, but it's very, very rare. So, last time we spoke, I was about to go get it taken out. I had my doctor's appointment like the next day. That night, I went out and got super drunk because I was like, "Fuck it!" Like, if I'm gonna like if I'm gonna have to get a, like a large incision in my arm, I'm I'm gonna at least like have a, have a, have a fun night before. So I, I went to the doctor's the next morning, hungover, like like shaking in the waiting room. And I go in, and he's like, "Um, I don't think this is the right path for you." And I was like. I was like, am I just really hungover right now? My mum did come with me, to be fair, so she kind of relayed the information to me after because I I think I was still drunk at this point. It was like 9am. He was like, yeah, I I don't think this is the right path for you because basically I went to a private dermatologist to initially get it taken out because I thought it was just a cyst and I'm very, very lucky that I have private healthcare and it's very easy like for like dermatologists and shit it's like you may as well just go to one like and you can get literally an appointment the next day it's so good and whereas if you go to if you want to see a dermatologist with the NHS which is incredible that you can even do this but you have to like you know go to the GP and then you'll get put on a waiting list because getting a cyst taken out of your arm is not urgent and dermatologists have probably have like more important things to do so you'll be waiting like maybe a couple months until you can get an appointment so 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 lucky that I was able to go to a dermatologist and get this like even biopsied in the first place um but yeah I, I went back to him to like get it fully taken out and he was like um yeah I just don't think this is the right path for you like you you're gonna need like cancer screenings like for like the next five years and like potentially even radiotherapy because the wee tumor I have like I know this is like a horrible thing and it's it's like cancer is like this most it's probably I'd say up there with one of the worst things in the world and I like wish it didn't exist but I've been like like it's quite I don't know how to explain this he was basically like your tumor very rare tumor one in a million so I'm special actually um it can grow tentacles and I was like that's kind of cute like I'm just like I don't know there's just something about that that was really cute but anyway (laughs) guys I don't know I'm delirious at this point I'm just trying to make light of a situation bear with me anyway said it can grow tentacles and if it grows tentacles then I'm probably going to need to get radiotherapy and the thing's been in my arm for god knows how fucking long because usually I'm such like a health anxiety like freak which is actually what I'm going to talk about today like I used to diagnose myself with so much stuff but for some reason with this thing on my arm I was like don't care like it's I, I used to make jokes saying it was a tracker from the government like I just did not take it seriously at all. Um, so I did leave it in my arm for quite a while. So I wouldn't be fucking surprised if it grew little tentacles and it's like all over me now. But um, might have to get radiotherapy. But anyway, a little dermatologist, private dermatologist is not going to be able to do that for me. So he basically broke up with me and sent me to the NHS. Not a bad thing. I went to my GP that day and they referred me to like a cancer specialist. So, so I got a cancer specialist appointment like at an actual hospital when I get back from L.A., priorities <laughs> no I'm joking they actually I, I was like kind of worried because basically I'm going to LA for two weeks um I need to tell you all about my plans for that but when I went to the GP I was like if they give me an appointment here that's like during when I'm in LA like it's a bit like it's a bit ridiculous if I'm like oh sorry I can't make my cancer appointment because I'm in LA like that's ridiculous and I was like you need to come back down to earth for a second here um but luckily <laughs> My appointment is like literally the day after I get back. So no trips need to be missed. I can still go have fun. Um, but that's my update on my whole my whole arm thingy. 
There's no update. Still in there. Just a little... Still with me. She's still with me. My little tentacle trimmer. At Sephora, we know how you love to use makeup, skincare, hair care, and fragrances that work for you, but also how important it is to be in the know about the ingredients that are in them, which is why we created Clean at Sephora. Curated products from brands like Merit, Amica, Summer Fridays, and Fleur that have everything you want, minus certain ingredients you might not. Clean at Sephora is only at Sephora. Shop now at Sephora.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. After that, my mum, my mum stayed with me for a couple of days. She's been fantastic. She's been my rock. I fucking love my mum staying with me. Um, I would like her to move in permanently. I feel really bad though, because like my dad is such a people person. Like he loves to be around people's company. Like he's not one of those people that can just like spend the day on his own. Like he's constantly on, on the phone. Like will ring me a hundred times a day just so that he can like speak to someone if he'd rather like walk down like he will literally go knock on like neighbor's doors just so he can speak to someone anyway when my mum comes over my sister's at uni my brother's always out at his friend's house so like he's literally on his own and you can just tell absolutely ruins him and it breaks my heart and like every night bless my mum and dad there's just something so cute about this they started getting hello fresh and like I know that's like a really normal thing to do and like loads of people do it but like like the thought of like my mum and dad making their hello fresh because like all the kids have left now and like thinking about them making their hello fresh and sitting down every night for dinner is just like the most heartwarming thing to me ever but obviously since my mum's been gone he has to make it for himself so every night he sends in the hello fresh meal into our family group chat he sends a photo of it and it just actually breaks my heart anyway love my I'm just I'm loving my family <laughs> like I always say always love my family but there's just something about them at the minute it's just really I'm, I'm loving it to the point that I actually went to Dublin this weekend as well. So basically for my nan and papa's Christmas present, I got them a night at their favourite hotel in Dublin on their wedding anniversary. So their wedding anniversary was last weekend. And my nana was like, my like obviously quite upset because like, the, you know, it's actually like my health, like what's going on with my health right now could be a lot, a lot worse. Like I'm really going to be fine. Like it's not deep at all but obviously my nana she's like 80 something like hearing that your little granddaughter has that word is kind of like scary even though it's not bad but like just that word like it's just a scary word isn't it um <clears throat> so she was like quite upset and um you know sending me all these like messages being like I love you so much like I would really like like to see you soon because I never go back to Belfast it's really bad I just like I get I get bad vibes when I go back no I don't know why like I obviously love like going home and seeing my family but I just feel like a bit of a spare dick like I like I don't know what to do with myself I don't have any responsibilities there all my friends are at uni I literally have got like two friends in Belfast um so yeah I just never know what to do with myself I just sit there apart from seeing my family so I just never go back unless it's like Christmas or like a, a birthday or something like that so anyway my nana was really upset she's like you never see me and I'm getting old so I booked a flight to go surprise her and my papa in Dublin when they were there like at the hotel that the hotel stay that I got them uh, and I took a video of it I literally li flew in for like three hours I went straight from the airport to the hotel surprised them had a coffee with them then went saw my brother had a drink with my brother and then got on a flight home again and I've like I was like I've never done that before I've never flown in and out of a country on the same day and I felt like such like a little actually that's really I, I was gonna say I feel like such a jet setter but that's probably not very like good actually no it doesn't matter like I was always gonna always fly to Dublin and back it doesn't matter if I did it on the same day I was gonna say that might be really like tone deaf and like bad for the environment to say but it was for a good cause. My nan and papa both cried. <laughs> but that's like really all I have to update you on. It's a very wholesome little weekend. I did not go out once. I had a very quiet weekend. And yeah, I'm going to LA tomorrow. How crazy. I kind of mentioned to you guys before that I might be going to LA. But I have this like pit of anxiety in my stomach about it because I don't know what to expect. And it feels really, really far away. It's 11 hours away. And I'm like, it's eight hours behind. Like that's a big time difference. 
I'm scared of people from LA. I've heard so many horrible stories about LA. Like, I feel like it's like a thing for American influencers to move to LA and then just for the rest of their time complain about how much they hate LA. So that's really all I have to go off. And I'm terrified, but I'm only going, I'm going for a week to LA and I'm staying with my friends who are already there. I'm going to sleep on their sofa for a week. And then I'm going to Pam Springs because I'm going to Chella. Terrified for that. Like, again, only heard terrible things. And like, I don't, I don't know if it's like a, like, it's just like a thing that like people like to do to make themselves seem cool. Like, you know. I, people don't do that about London like anyone I speak to that lives in London loves London and will be like I will never live anywhere else like London until I die but for yeah I don't know if it's like it's like a cool thing to go to LA and like secretly like it but say how much you hate it and same thing with Coachella like everyone always complains about Coachella like I've never like watched a Coachella vlog and heard someone be like Coachella wasn't unreal like that was a movie like it just feels like everyone's always complaining so maybe that's what I'm gonna do. Maybe I'll just go to LA and complain the whole time. It just feels like what what like what you're supposed to do. It's so weird though because I literally like I grew up watching like LA vlogs and like all, all my favorite YouTubers all moved to LA and I would watch their vlogs. I would watch their Coachella vlogs every year. I would get so fucking excited every year for Coachella when I was like 13, just so I could watch their vlogs and I would like see what everyone was wearing. I remember that was such a big thing, like Coachella looks. And now I'm going and like I always thought to myself, the day I go to Coachella, like I will pull out the looks. And now it's just like actually come to it. I'm like, I'm probably gonna wear denim shorts and a t-shirt and slides every day and I don't really see myself pulling looks do you know what I mean like hungover you know what I'm like hungover do you think I'm waking up in Palm Springs and 35 degree weather and pulling a look it's not gonna happen I don't think but we'll see and I'll keep you fully updated um I can't wait to like give my opinion and like see if like people are actually just being like stuck up by saying they hate LA and they hate Coachella because I I don't know I'm like what can be so bad good weather well this is my plan this is what I'm gonna do I'm going to go on hikes. I'm going to go to Air One and get a smoothie, but I might have to take out a small loan for that because, like, if you don't know about Air One, basically it's, like, have you ever been to Whole Foods? Or, like, what's the equivalent? I guess it's quite similar to Whole Foods, if you know what that is. Just a really fucking expensive supermarket. Everything's organic, like, range-free. It's kind of like Waitrose, but, like, if, if you think Waitrose is, like, Tory, it's, like, Air One's, like... Oh, a hundred times. Like I saw a sandwich in Air One for like $26. Like just like one of those, like like a meal deal sandwich. It's crazy. Uh, well, I've never been, but from what I've seen, and I do a lot of research, like as my whole For You page is Air One. Um, anyway, it's only in LA and they have these like famous smoothies. And I don't know why, but they like collab with celebrities so there's this thing called a Hailey Bieber smoothie. I'm thinking, like, why the fuck have they collab with Hailey Bieber? Like, maybe the, did they collab with, like, Hailey Bieber on, like, her, like, skincare line? Or was it literally just, like, a, a Hailey Bieber collab? Interesting. Don't know. But anyway, there's this Hailey Bieber smoothie that is meant to be incredible. And it's, like, again, like, $16 for a smoothie. And it's got, like, collagen powder. Which also, like, I'm not, I'm not fucking, I'm not doing that. I'm going to ask them to remove the collagen powder. Stuff like that really scares me. I'm, like, I've told you guys before how I'm obsessed with this thing by Harper's Bazaar on YouTube. Where they basically, like, get celebrities on to talk them through what they eat in a day. And every single one always is, like, so I start my mornings off with a big cup of bone broth. And I'm, like, what the fuck is bone broth? And why are you eat like, why is that a thing? Such an LA thing. And I feel like collagen is giving the same vibes as bone broth. It just feels like something that people in LA do. And I will not be partaking in that little activity, but I will be getting the smoothie. Anyway, I'm going to get a smoothie from Erewhon. I'm going to go on a hike. I just feel like I see people do that. I'm going to go on a hike and like, like an athleisure yoga set. Then I'm going to go shopping. And then I think that's all. I think that's my whole, all my plans. I just want to be a little basic LA bitch. Maybe I'll go to the pink wall, the famous pink wall, and is it sunset? And get a photo beside it. Like, I don't know. I've got big plans. Oh my God, I'm going to go to Malibu. Sorry, these are the ideas are just coming to me now. I'm just trying to make you jealous. As for actual Coachella, like, I don't, I don't know what to expect. Like, I have plans for LA. Like, I've been preparing to go to LA pretty much since I was 12 because of all the vlogs I've watched like I know I know all the re oh you know me on Demois 
you know I love it I'm a big demois girl if you don't know it's like a celebrity sighting tea gossip Instagram page so I know like not to be really scary but like I know all the restaurants that like are like hot in LA because like obviously you know every week the same kind of restaurants in LA crop up um so like I know all the restaurants that I'm going to as well not in the way that I'm like I want to go to to spot the celebrities but I'm like if Justin Bieber is eating there it's gonna be pretty good I bet you he's got a pretty high standard when it comes to food probably got good taste being famous for that long also can imagine him like really just eating chicken and chips doesn't Justin Bieber kind of give that vibe something else I'm excited to try Chick-fil-a in and out think that's it yeah I've got all my restaurant recommendations on but yeah when it comes to Coachella like I really don't know what what to expect because I I mean I've seen vlogs people at Coachella but again it's all just complaining for actual performances I know Rosalia is performing so I'm really excited about um but I've already seen her perform I know Bad Bunny's performing but I don't really know Bad Bunny like I know he's like one of the most famous artists in the world but I I don't really know much about Bad Bunny um Frank Ocean that's something I'm really excited for I'm excited but I'm like I'm not jumping for joy because I will cry like every single song that I listen to by Frank Ocean makes me cry oh my god I completely forgot this in my update so this week I went to a concert I went to see Flo if you don't know Flo girl band from London um I think they're from London no they are they're three gorgeous girls they're so cool they use the same stylist as me so I feel like we're like kind of connected (laughs) I'm basically the fourth member of the band anyway um they're just amazing and they sing that song you probably if you don't know them you probably heard this song on tiktok it's like I'm a bitch of shit in a cardboard box you know that one anyway they're incredible their show was so good they like they're, they're just like bringing it back to like back in the day girl bands they've got full choreography like while they're singing their outfits are incredible again use the same stylist as me but she pulls looks for them like they look like all custom matching so good i just love everything about them and they're also such nice girls i feel like i've I've met them like once before guys i'm such a fan girl anyway i've been hyper fixated on them it's all well they are all i listen to the whole there's a song called summertime by flo if you just take one thing from this podcast, like, go listen to Summertime by Flo. It's the best. Well, if you're a girl listening to this, go listen to it. Because it's just, like, it's just about, like, girls in the summer having fun. Like, no time for boys. And that is my vibe this summer. Like, I will not even be looking in the direction of a man. I'm just with my girls. And it's just like, oh, it's the best song ever. I listened to it on repeat the whole way here today. Like, I didn't... I, I don't think I've ever done that before. Like, it's a 35-minute journey and I listen to this song over and over and over and over again. I feel like I do that a lot when I... I mean, so does everyone. When you find a song that you like, you listen to it over and over again. But, like, that's excessive. 35 minutes of Summertime by Flo. And I'll do it again. It's just the best song ever. Anyway. I feel like I just rambled so much, even though I didn't really do it much this week. Um, But I did touch earlier on how I usually have like not bad health anxiety like I'm by no means it's not like a debilitating problem and I know that like a lot of people have or like hypochondriacs to the point that it actually like affects their lives I like I really shouldn't say this on the internet but I but when I was younger I this is like a really intrusive thought and it's just like I'm I'm just being really fucking candid with you guys but like when I was younger I was like well like basically my whole life I'm fuck this is really weird I'm going red like you're gonna be like what the fuck Olivia but like I always oh my god I shouldn't say this but like I just had this thing in my head that like I I knew I would get cancer is that really bad to say I just like have these feelings and I knew I knew I would and like maybe I shouldn't say that but like I got really fucking scared because then it actually fucking happened and I like literally sat my mum down and I was like, I'm really, really, really scared that I like manifest. Oh my God, I'm a fucking idiot. Like, what am I even saying? But like, I'm just telling you my fucking like the things that are going on in my head right now. Like, I was like, I literally manifested this. Like, I didn't cause this. I've been to see my special, my consultant and I didn't cause this. Like, I you can't cause DFSP. Um, but in my head, I caused it because I always just knew when I was younger that I would get it. It's so weird. Anyway, 
I'm going to move on from that because that's so scary and it's also really intrusive thought and you're probably listening to this being like you're fucked up because why when you were younger were you thinking like you're going to get it someday? I mean, doesn't everyone get it at one point in their... No, that's not true. Not everyone gets it at one point in their lives. However, yes, I think I I really got scared that I fucking... I made myself... Anyway, but apart from that, I feel like I've dealt with it. Like, I've, I could... I could be really upset not upset like there's no reason for me to be upset because I'm gonna be completely fine actually there is one reason for me to be accept, uh, upset also there's another huge update I forgot to, I forgot to update you on okay first of all a reason that I'm upset is they have to so imagine the tumor is two centimeters big maybe I don't know they have to remove three centimeters each side of that tumor up and down like a circle like the radius is three centimeters um so that's a big fucking chunk of my arm that's like, I don't know if you can see me right now, but like, that's six centimeters wide circle out of my arm. That's a gash. Like, I'm sorry, that's going to look fucking horrible. Sorry, there's actually no like need at all. And I'm going to be beautiful regardless if I've got a big scar on my arm. But like, that's a big fucking gash. I've never had something removed from me that big. Um, so I'm really nervous for that. And I'm upset about that. But apart from that, I feel really good. Also, sorry, there was another update I, I had to update you on. So... Did I tell you last time when I was in Barcelona, um, I was like sat with my friends and I was like, wow, like your boobs, both of you are beautiful. Like I want some. Did I, t- I feel like I told you that on my last podcast and I booked in for a consultation. So I went for the consultation and I booked in. Okay, hear me out. So basically I went for the consultation with the surgeon and, you know, took my top off. And well, I, I described to him what I want first. I want a Kendall Jenner boob job, like mini boob job. Like I've got a double A at the minute. I want a small B. I don't want it to look like I've got a boob job. I want it to be tiny, like to the point that like people still look at me and be like, oh, you've got tiny boobs. But like, at least when I wear a bikini, there's something there. Do you know what I mean? I just think for me, that would make me feel a bit more confident. Like, I've been wanting this since I was 14. Do you know what I mean? Um, I take off my top and the surgeon's like, okay, so you've definitely got really small breasts. And I was like, thank you. And then he's like, and did you know they're asymmetric? And I was like, I didn't, but thank you. No, I know. So no, I'm definitely getting the fucking surgery. He's like, yeah, right one's much, like, right one is bigger. And I was like, you know, I didn't, I never noticed before because it's like, there's nothing there to notice anyway so it's like I'm not going to notice the asymmetry of my breasts because I literally don't have any but he noticed and now I notice so thank you for pointing that out Mr. Surgeon anyway we try on some different boob sizes and he was like gives me like the smallest one that he does and I was like too big we're going smaller and he was like Livia you're not going to notice the difference and I was like I don't care I'd rather go smaller and be like like if I went too big and like looked down, I was like, oh fuck, I hate this. I hate having big boobs. Like, there's not much you can do about it. Whereas if I go too small, like I'm not gonna look down and be like, oh no, like my boobs are small. Because my boobs are already like probably the smallest in the world. So I'm like, I don't know. Anyway, I tried on like all these boob sizes and you really can't fucking tell the difference. Like, it's a bit ridiculous that I'm even going through with it because it's probably a waste of money. But it's like, I just feel like it's a good, like I'm, I'm, I just don't want this battle in my head anymore of being like, do I get it? Do I not get it? Do I get it? Because it's like every time I'm wearing a bikini, I'm like, I wish I just did this three months ago. If I just done, if I just got a boob job three months ago, I'd be fucking chilling right now instead of just sat there like this. Like even when I'm like naked, sometimes like walking around my house, I like cover my boobs. I'm like, that's just embarrassing. Like you need to love your boobs a bit more. And I think I'm going to love them with a little bit of silicone inside them. And I know it's really stupid because like there's many health risks with it. And like you're all always screaming at your phone like, no, Olivia, don't. But like try having boobs as small as mine and then we will speak. Imagine your boobs just never came in. Like that's what happened to me. I wonder why. I would love to know. Anyway, I have like had messages because I remember before I said like oh I, I want a boob job or whatever and loads of you guys I, I asked for your experiences and loads of you guys like sent me in positive experiences saying you know like some of you guys even like sent me photos of your actual tits and I was like thanks like I appreciate this but I was like you shouldn't send photos of your tits to strangers but also I'm not gonna judge and I looked at them all and was like stunning um so thank you but also careful guys okay anyway <laughs> Some of you guys sent like, oh, my mum got one and it like dropped on her body and she was like, 
she had to get her whole breast removed and I was like oh my god that's terrifying like there are health risks with it and like it's not something that you should take lightly it's surgery and you're putting a foreign object in your body and it's really actually kind of fucked up that like people do it and I did make sure that I was doing it for the right reasons and that I thought about it for long enough that I thought that it was maybe worth the health risks and I still to this day don't know if it is like it's surgery like that like they're cutting you open and sticking something like plastic inside of you like it doesn't feel right but also you know science has come a long way you know you can have a, a very easygoing boob job it was I think you have to get them redone every 15 years though so that's something to think about um if you're ever thinking of getting a boob job because you need to make sure you've got enough money in 15 years to get another one but yeah booked in I'm gonna keep you fully updated um might not even go ahead yet like I haven't actually paid for it yet I've just booked in I'm still like so on the I'm not on the fence like I know I want it and you shouldn't get anything done if you're on the fence about it I'm just like it's it's weird like I've been with my little my little boobs for 21 years like it's gonna be weird to say goodbye but also I don't even know if I'm gonna notice a difference anyway that's enough about the boob job um I don't have much health anxiety surrounding that I'm honestly just so ready like I'm so ready to get them done I'm gonna have so fun. I'm gonna have a new fucking lease of life. Like you're not gonna recognize me anymore, personality-wise, because I'll have bo- like I'm, I'll have boobs. I tell you what, the time yeah, yeah, I did when I had I, I wore a Victoria's Secret push-up bra and I was just walking around with this like newfound confidence. Like my shoulders were back. I was shoving my fake tits in everyone's face, like not in that way, but like just like figuratively, and it was incredible. And I just feel like maybe I'm gonna feel like that all the time now recovery wise do think I'm going to be a little bitch about it um can imagine myself taking it really badly and lying in bed for three weeks we'll see how that goes welcome back to collector's closet presented by the Ohio Lottery let's discuss my newest prize possession this new $10 scratch off the $500,000 platinum jackpot the best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to 500 grand is if I do scratch it? Okay, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 platinum jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Anyway, health anxiety. Let me find the definition of health anxiety. Health anxiety is when you spend so much time worrying you're ill or about getting ill that it starts to take over your life. It's related to obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay, that's a really serious it's not like a, like it's a not an illness. Oh, well, OCD is an illness, a mental illness, is it? Yeah, it is. Um, so that's like really really serious, and I think we talk about like health anxiety quite like, like, blasé. I'm like, oh, I got so much health anxiety. It's like, no, you don't. Like everyone sometimes thinks they've got a brain tumor when they got a headache. It doesn't mean you've got health anxiety. So I wouldn't say I have it. Um, but yeah, I've been extremely like I I used to be worse when I was younger. I think. I I I actually are. I do like I do get like that. Like I do get very like something happens and I'm like like even like when I was younger I used to get I'm, I don't bruise at all. Like I'm not a bruiser, but I got a, I would get a bruise when I was younger and I was like leukemia. Like like literally straight away I was always convinced that I had something wrong with me like some sort of like like some sort of deadly illness. I was always like looking up things like always looking up symptoms. So yeah, I guess when I was younger I was quite bad, but for some reason. Like, I always thought, like, the second that I got something, like, 
an illness that I, I would like go like spiral like I would like do so much research about it I would literally be like like you know like getting all these tests and the second that I actually got diagnosed with something I was like like I don't obviously I care but like I wasn't like I I just did not react how I expected to react like I was on holiday when I found out and I literally didn't shed a tear feels a bit fucked up to not even shed a tear didn't shed a tear was having so much fun with my friends like straight away went to like joking about it like I don't I haven't been like pushing for appointments like and I know you should because like, your health should be your priority but I'm just like for some reason just like insanely chill about it and like I just I don't want to read about it I don't want to know about like I, I, I obviously when I first found out I did you know I read articles about it and stuff and I was just like but you know I could be doing way more I could be like watching TikToks of people with it. I could be watching YouTube videos. I could be like actually like listening to people's real life experiences with it. And I'm just like, I don't want to. I don't want to know about it. It feels like a problem for like future me. But you know what's been really like terrifying is like, oh, this is a horrible, horrible thing. Like I can't think into the future. And it's making me feel like something bad. Oh my God, why am I about to cry? Like, so usually I'm like very much a planner. Like I'm always planning. I can really see myself in a year and I can see what I'm doing. And like, but I don't know if this is just like, because of like what, because what, I was like, because of my health. I, I also think like my life's been quite unpredictable. And it's been mostly since I broke up with my ex. <laughs> all comes back to that doesn't it um no but like since I broke up my like I had a routine like I did the same thing every day I spent every night with the same boy like do you know what I, mean? I, I still have routine I kind of I go to the gym bump into an ex bumped into a new ex the other day it wasn't really an ex though it was like someone that I dated for a month and then it was really quite bad but I like a ghost like oh my god that's like horrible like I'm a fuck boy I was 19 so and it just it wasn't it wasn't happening but like yeah I, I just like stopped replying again I'm 19 probably the mature thing to do if it was if it was not I would have sent a message been like listen this isn't going anywhere for me not feeling the spark you know I can't see us working out so like we should probably just like chill that's what I would do now but I was 19 and I was a little shit um so I stopped replying and I bumped into him in the gym for the first time since I ghosted him so that was a new one to add to the list anyway yes feel like out of very much out of a routine you know since like just this whole year to be honest um 2023 has not been my year you could say but yeah no, like for some reason I can't think into the future I don't think it's a bad thing but I, I didn't really clock that I haven't been thinking of the future until like two weeks ago and I was like oh my god is this because I've been like I've got cancer is this like I like can't think into the future I like, can't see myself like being in the future and like you don't die from this cancer at all like very 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 blessed that you don't no it's 99% yeah it's one percent chance that you can die from it so it's like really not gonna happen to me for only my luck I could be the one percent who knows um joking I'm not going to be I literally I don't know <laughs> I'm invincible I'm gonna live forever but I can't think about myself in the future, which is a really, really worrying thing. And that's making me anxious. But then I'm just getting in my own head about it. I don't know if you'll get what I mean, but like, well, I, I mean, envisioning yourself in the future is kind of hard, but usually I'm such a planner. Like usually I want to plan things. Like I want to plan holidays. Like my mum and my, my family are going on holiday in June. My mum's like, Olivia, you need to book your flight. And I was like, I can't. It's too far in the future right now. Can't book my flight. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, probably you don't get it. As for tips when it comes to health anxiety, I honestly don't even really know what to tell you because, <laughs> like, that's a horrible piece of advice. Like, I'm like, I, I, I'm also the same. Like, I'm always looking up symptoms if, if that's what kind of you're talking about, or like, you always just assume the worst and automatically think something like bad's about to happen to you. Um, I'm, I am the same. Like, I do, I do the exact same, and it's only been since. <laughs> I've actually had something bad happen to me that I'm like health anxiety like I don't know her so like that's not a good piece of advice like n no one wants to be diagnosed or something so like not I I'm, I don't know I wouldn't sometimes I think it's like a really good good it's not a good thing to have health anxiety when it starts really affecting your life however you know 
I feel like I literally could be a doctor. I know every symptom of everything. I know like cures for things. I know, I do, like I've just done so much fucking research that I'm honestly like, maybe this is like, maybe I should start saying this is a good thing. Like if someone comes to me with some symptoms, I could probably diagnose you. Not trying to discredit literally like people who go to medical school for seven years. You're amazing. And you're way smarter and more qualified than I am. But I also have health anxiety sometimes. So we're kind of on the same level here. Joking. But I wanted to ask you guys on Instagram if you've got any tips for health anxiety and how to like stop stressing over your health. Um, I'd say like the best thing you can probably do is just like take care of your body, you know. Uh, and then you probably won't like feel the need to, like look up all this shit like you know if you exercise and you eat the right things and you do all this then you won't have to worry about getting ill but also like who the fuck does that like I drink alcohol that's another thing I was like I went to the doctors obviously like a few times I've been to the doctor because I went to the, like get my plastic surgery consultation and then I also went for the cancer person the vibes those like what a ultimate duo anyway <laughs> They both asked me, like, how many units of alcohol do you drink a day? You know, when they ask all those questions, not a day, a week. And I was like thinking, what's a unit of alcohol? And they were like, like a glass of wine. And I was like, like, so like a vod, like a tequila soda, what's that? And they're like, that's a a unit. But I have like double tequila sodas. So I was like thinking, I was like, right, well, I only really go out once a week, maybe twice, but mostly once a week. But I drink quite a lot when I go out. Like, to get drunk, it takes me, like, a fair few amount of drinks. Like, I I think we're talking, like, 10 drinks. 12, like, maybe maybe even 12 sometimes. Like, if I've eaten a big dinner, it could be 12. I think. Is that crazy? I don't know. I'm a heavyweight. Anyway, um, that's then 10 times 2, 20. That's 20 units a week. So, naturally, I told the doctor 7. Maximum 7. And she went, okay. It's kind of like, you know, if it was any more, I would say you might be like verging on excessive. I was like, bitch, I just fucking, I just took it down notches and you're telling me that that's excessive. And I'm just like, well, thank God I didn't tell you the truth because you would have judged me heavily. And like, I don't have a problem. Maybe I have a problem with like when I go out and I get drunk, I just do keep ordering drinks and it's probably that's a problem. But it's not like to the point that I need to be judged by a doctor. So that I lied. I always lie when I go to the doctors. I lie about everything. They're like, do you smoke or like use any nicotine devices? I'm like, oh, no. It's disgusting. It never catch me dead with a vape in my mouth. They're like, yep, yeah, good for you. I actually went to, um, I was in the airport the other day going through security and I walked through the little beepy thing and then they went, I, I beeped and they went, have you got anything in your pockets? And I felt, and I'm like, oh my God, I've got my vape. By the way, vaping is terrible for you and I don't condone it and it will kill you someday and God knows what's inside them, so don't vape. Just do what I say, not what I do. Anyway, I had a vape in my pocket and I was like, oh yeah, my vape, sorry. They were also like, um, if you get a boob job, by the way, like you can't have any nicotine like two weeks before or two weeks after. And I was like, it's perfect. Me, nicotine, I don't, I don't, literally don't know her, so that's fine. Can I have to figure that one out? No, it's so easy because, like, I did, like, actually, like, lose my bait for a week and I didn't buy a new one. So, like, I know I can do it. This is embarrassing. I'm going to keep moving on. Anyway, was in security and I had a vape in my pocket. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, my vapes. I, I forgot my vape. And they went, this was in Gatwick, by the way. And I was running late for a flight. And I knew I was going to be running late for the flight because I had something on before the flight, like, work that I actually had to go to. So, like, um, in preparation for being late, that, like, the day before, I booked like uh what's that called fast track security it was called priority security so like I went to a little separate bit felt like so bougie it was a fiver though and I was like this is a great use of a fiver was it even I think it might have been three pounds anyway went to priority security and the people there were so friendly so nice I was like I love this I'm gonna do this every time I never go to Gatwick so I'm not gonna do it every time but like I was just loving it anyway I was like oh I've got a vape in my pocket and he went you have a vape you're way too pretty to be vaping and I was like Thing. thank you I didn't stop but anyway um and then right I had to t- I was wearing cowboy boots and these cowboy boots that I have are impossible to take off my feet like I really really struggle to take them off my feet and they're like oh you need to take your shoes off because you beat whatever I was like, I can't like they're so hard to get off 
So then I sit down in a chair. Three of these security men and women start like yanking off my cowboy boots, having a laugh. We're all like getting to know each other. He's telling me I'm pretty. He's touching my feet. Like it was just a hoot. And it was the best fiver I've ever spent going through priority security in Gatwick. Can't recommend it enough. Anyway, that was my, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea how we got onto that. Okay, so I think I was like pretty much trying to say before that, like, you know, if you take care of your body, then you won't like have like health anxiety. But also like, I don't really take care of my body. Like, as I just said, I drink many units of alcohol on a Saturday night and I vape and that's probably going to kill me. So maybe if I stopped doing that, I would stop having health anxiety. Anyway, um, I asked you guys on Instagram, on my story, if you have any tips to get over health anxiety and just, you know, be chill about the whole situation. Even though I'm chill, like, I'm like, now that something bad's happened, I'm like, I can't control it. It's out of my control. So looking up symptoms isn't going to do anything. But I'm like, I, I don't know how to, like, make myself better. So it's in the hands of someone who, someone else. Like, I've just put it into the hands of, like, doctors. And because of that, I'm like, well, I can just sit back and relax now. I think, you know, before you get diagnosed or something, it's like, oh, what if I have this? What if I have this? Like, it's in my control. Like, I need to push to the doctor that I might have this because I have these symptoms and I saw this on the internet. And it's like, that's like, I think that's more anxiety inducing than actually being diagnosed or something. Anyway, let's see what you guys said on Instagram. Someone said, for me, it was all pill-related. Any symptom at all, and I would convince myself I was dying. So interesting that you bring up the pill. Which, by the way, pills are really scary. I think going on, like, the contraceptive pill is so normalised. Like, it's, like, weird if you're not on the pill. Do you know what I mean? Like, basically, I went to get my copper coil taken out last week. Another update that I forgot to tell you. God, I'm terrible today. I got my copper coil out. Best thing I've ever done in my fucking life. Oh, my God. So, if you don't know... If you haven't listened to any of my podcasts, I had the copper coil put in as a form of contraception because I didn't want to be on the pill anymore. I don't. I didn't want to put hormones in my body for the sake of a fucking man. Get to fuck. Sorry. Hormones are just like, like the pill and stuff are, are scary. Like there are side effects of it. And like, you know, it's very rare that you can get an illness from it. But like you can get blood clots that can kill you from taking the contraceptive pill. And we do that for, like, I mean, we do it for ourselves so we don't get an unwanted pregnancy. But it's also, like, it's just, like, it it pisses me off that girls do that and men have to do nothing. Like, men can't even be bothered to put on a fucking condom. And then girls are, like, putting themselves at risk of blood clots and dying. I don't think so. Not on my watch. So I came off the pill, but I want I still didn't want to get pregnant. So I went on the copper coil because it's the only form of contraception that a girl can take um, that isn't hormonal. Worst thing I've ever done in my life. Putting it in, traumatic. Periods after that, traumatic. The pain, traumatic. Sex, traumatic. Chronic UTIs, traumatic. Thrush? Never had that before. Traumatic. Not traumatic. But like, fuck the copper coil. Literally fucked me up. Anyway, I just said the F word so many times. (laughs) Sorry, mum, if you're listening to this. Anyway, finally, I got the courage to get it taken out. I found this place. It was a private clinic again bougie it was 100 points to get taken out but the only reason that i went there was because i went to the nhs before and they don't offer like any sort of pain pain medication because they're just like you know it's a five minute procedure you're just gonna have to fucking deal with it even though it's the worst pain i've ever been in in my life worst thing anyway tonsils like 100 percent. i found my mom found this clinic for me when she was over visiting me that offer like gas and air like cervical anesthetic like loads like there was like loads of different like options for pain medication and she like spoke to them on the phone and said that like her daughter is like literally like traumatized and like can't like got ptsd from the fucking gynecologist now like never wants to go back because like i i I, you you bring up going to a gynecologist and putting my legs in those fucking stirrups and having my vagina out like makes my whole skin crawl now like i hate it which is a really bad thing as well because you need to not be like that because you need to get pap smears pap smears are like um it's like cervical screening, isn't it? Like to check if you've got cervical cancer. I don't, is that what a pap smear is? I don't know. But I know that pap smears are really, really important for women and that you should be getting them every five years when you turn 25, I think. Um, important that you're not traumatized from going to the gynecologist because you should be getting them. And like, you know, a lot of people like they, 
like a lot of women don't like the feeling of pap smears and because of that they don't go but like i think people are trying to like turn that narrative around because it's really important that you get it so anyway my mom was like well my daughter's traumatized so like you need to like offer some sort of like all like like pain medication and they're like well we have so many like we can give her whatever she wants and i was like perfect so i rock up on my own and i go in and it's like this like man doctor um and he was like I was like, yeah, like I was like shaking, and he was like, "Are you nervous?" And I was like, "Yeah," and it's just so not like me, because like, no, I am not shaming you, but like, you know, people who are like scared of needles and stuff, and I know it's a phobia, but like, I judge. No, I don't judge, but like, you know, when you got like vaccines in school and someone was faint, I was like, joking, because I know that it's a phobia and you can't help it. It's like just your bodily reaction, but like, I'm good with doctors and needles and surgeries, and I'm so sweet with it all. But then when it comes to these fucking gynecologists, I start like I start being that gal and I hate it. And it's so not like me. But I was like shaking and he was like, Yeah, your body language is like really giving nervous. And I was like, thank you. Like I literally want to die right now. Anyway, I was like, I'm like, I need to I you need to give me something here. Like you need to like I can't get up on this bed and like open my legs because I I will shit my I will shit in the bed. And he was like, It's literally one second. Like you need to believe me. Like it's not as bad as putting it in like the whole putting it in process probably took like I would say five minutes like and you don't think that's long but that is long to have oh don't oh I'm not talking about it anymore it's the worst thing ever but he was like it's literally one second and I was like he's like you don't need pain medication like I'm not gonna like drowse you up for the rest of the day for this one second procedure like you just need to trust me and I was like okay I'm just gonna trust this guy like I'm just gonna first of all it kind of felt weird like a man doing it never had a, a male gynecologist before I'm a child but like it just felt funny anyway get up in the bed one second slight amount of pressure out done and I was like well that like if I had known it was gonna be like that I would have done this the fucking day after I got it put it in can't believe it it was the most easy thing I've ever done in my life it was incredible but anyway took it out and he was like um so what are you gonna do now for contraception like are you gonna go back on the pill like I can recommend you some pills and I was like no I'm not going back on the pill so now I don't know what I'm gonna do I mean I'm just abstinent at the minute anyway um not on that vibe as I said this summer it's me and my girls I'm not looking in the direction of my aunt so I don't have to worry about going on a contraception uh but yeah that is me copper coil free literally the relief I felt from the second it was out of me was incredible I cannot wait to not have those like monstrous periods anymore. Um, but yeah, the the pill is, is like back 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 to the health anxiety thing. The pill is scary because it's like there's a lot of symptoms. So like any girl that like has one of the symptoms could just like automatically think that like the pills would kill them. I think it is very rare. Like, I did say to him um, when he was like, "So what contraception are you going to go on now?" I was like, "Well, I was on Carizet for ages, but I came off it because I'd been on it since I was 14." And he was like, "Well, like that that's not like." you're gonna be fine like you can go in the pill for as long as you want like there's women that have been on it for like 25 years and they're completely fine or even longer and I was like oh I kind of felt like it had been like fear-mongered into me maybe that's for my health anxiety like doing so much research on the internet that, like if you're on it for more than five years like you will die I don't know why I thought that but he was like no like you're you can go back on it it won't affect you like if it worked for you it worked for you like there's there's rarely side effects like I think girls kind of like get it in their heads that the, the pills giving the side effects I remember I came off Carizet because I was like what if it's like altering my entire brain chemistry and like I actually have a different personality and then I came off it didn't notice a single difference okay someone said get things you're anxious about checked to put your mind at ease I think that is a good a great way to cure health anxiety I know that's a lot easier said than done and like actually going to the GP every time like you think you have something wrong with you like could be very very long but hearing up from a professional really really does help and if you think it's getting to the point like if you're going to the fucking GP every week maybe look into getting therapy not in like a condescending way but I'm like if it's like actually like taking like taking up time every week or like like I, that is a thing especially people with OCD like they spend a lot of time with the doctors thinking there's something wrong with them like maybe it is something that you need to fix like in your brain um rather than you've actually got something wrong with you do you know what I mean like with your body your brain is your body I would that that came across wrong but hearing from a professional really does help I remember like my health anxiety would like 
drive me to like like I would diagnose myself like with, with something and I would go to the doctor about it and in my head I'm like well I have this like I've read about it online which by the way Google is not a doctor um but I'd, I'd read about it online like and I, I had it like in my head I had it and then when the doctor would tell me I didn't have it I would like be pissed like not pissed but I'd be like oh fuck like I'd be like just not disappointed but like it's so fucked up like I remember I was like really tired and I actually think I was like going just like I think my like I was like maybe like sad or something like I like maybe like I don't know what was wrong with me do you remember I don't know if you would remember this but it was quite a while ago I was like just so I couldn't get out of bed and it's kind of giving depression now I'm thinking about it but I had convinced myself that I had anemia like I was like telling people like I was like yeah like sorry I'm late like I'm like so anemic right now what the fuck like I had just diagnosed myself with that because I was tired and lethargic and faint or whatever like I had white under my eyes my nails were going purple so I was like anemia immediately anemia like I had it and then I went and got my blood test done they're like no like completely fine and I was like this must be wrong like they've done something wrong here and like now I look back at it like it's takes a while to be able to look back at it and be like you're a fucking freak like I was like angry I was like ah I've got anemia like they're they're not testing it right didn't have anemia I'm not I'm not an anemic girl my blood's great the only thing wrong with me is my arm but like apart from that I'm in complete great health I think my lungs could be black, but... Or no, what's it? Popcorn lung? Yeah, it's probably not great. I wouldn't like to see my lungs. Okay, I think I'm going to wrap up there. I don't know if I really gave you good advice there. I'd say... Did I? I, can't, I don't even know what I said. I'm filming this... Recording this quite early in the morning. So um, my brain's not really... It's like... My, my mouth is speaking right now, but my brain's like lagging behind a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Anyway. um, Also, by the way, last week we did a poll on Spotify on my little inner monologue page if you didn't know you could do that now it's really fun it's a little interactive thing to do while you're listening to a podcast um I, I put up our shorts for girls only girls or they for boys and girls because I have previously said that I don't like boys in shorts and like now I think back on it that's actually really fucking horrible and like of course boys can wear shorts I just think I'm a bit scarred from thinking of like boys in like a tight short and tight t-shirt with like 97s like do you know what I mean like what are they like Aaron, you, like I have this specific thing in mind when I think of a boy in shorts but then I'm actually like thinking about it now I'm like Paul Mescal in a short short I'm not complaining if you know you know and like what else do I like I like I love um do you know like like sh- suit shorts like a like a camel suit long short like maybe that's a bit niche and you're gonna be like what are you on what but I just have I, I'm, I'm opening my mind to boys in shorts I think I like a boy in a short if they're wearing a white sock and either Birkenstocks or a leather shoe I love a leather shoe whether it be a little I don't know like almost like a school shoe or like a loafer I lo- I just love leather shoes. I'm open to the to those to to the above options. Um, but you guys said forty six percent of you said that shorts are dressed for girls, and fifty four percent said no boys can get involved too. So I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting like a lot of you guys to say like no shorts are for boys and girls. But it seems like some of you agree with me. So it's nice to know that I've never had an original thought. Anyway. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I will see you on Friday for the mini monologue. Love you. Bye. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as a producer and Maeve Schaffer as the editor. And from Spotify, the executive producer is Rihanna Coleman. 